This episode is brought to you by Casper, a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. For a limited time only for Black Friday or Cyber Monday, save 10% off your entire order with any Casper mattress by heading to casper.com savings. This offer expires November 27th. Thanks to Spanko for its longtime support of another mother runner. Spanko Total Support Original Insoles let you love your feet. Welcome to another Mother Runner Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. That is a declarative sentence if I've ever heard one. So I got to answer it like just just the way it came in, piping hot. This is Dimity McDowell. (laughs) <laughs> Piping hot from south of the border, Dimity. You just got back from Rancho olé, Huerta. Olé, olé, olé. <laughs> I did. I yeah. did. I'm feeling hot, hot, hot. <laughs> and, and, and you had a fabulous time, I assume? I had a lovely time. It is impossible not to have a lovely time at Rancho La Puerta. Um, yeah. It is just such a heavenly beautiful space that um, even with, we had crazy, crazy winds oh. days, um, and even hiking in 50 mile an hour winds was still just really invigorating and fun. And I, I know it sounds about as much fun as like running a half marathon on Nor'easter, but until you're <laughs> out in it, don't knock it. <laughs> I was about to say, that sounds vaguely reminiscent of a certain <laughs> retreat experience we just had. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was just at this time of year, I guess, that the winds blow in every once in a while. So, um, so yes, we had two pretty windy days, but, um, you know, the hikes, you, you hike or run every morning if you want, and um, you get a, a little high, and yeah, it's just, you're just just becoming one with fresh air is what you do. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And what other activities did you do so that we can all feel envious? Oh, gosh, what didn't I do? Um, no, you know, I definitely scaled it back a little bit this time. There is a, I mean, literally when you go there, you get this um, schedule where you could do something from the first, the hikes go out at about 6.15 and you could be busy until eight at night, more mm-hmm. or less. I mean, there's a couple of breaks for meals, of course, and um, but I, um, I took Feldenkrais classes, which oh. is just the most amazing thing. And I'm really, really excited to try to introduce um, elements of that to oh. AMR. Awesome. Um, it is a class about doing a lot less and being comfortable, which mm-hmm. is not something that most runners are um, very comfortable with, to be quite honest. You know, like, oh, my knee hurts, but I'll just run three more miles, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's very, and it's all about realigning your body. Um, yep. So that's nice. I took a couple of Pilates classes. I took a TRX circuit class. I took mm-hmm. a BOSU strength class. I hiked or I swam, Sarah, four times. Oh, I'm um, mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't, uh, the pool was supposed to be, I think it's 25 meters, the activity pool, mm-hmm. but it might be 25 yards, which is really not that much of a difference, but I kind of want to know. Yes, um, you do want to know. Yeah, remember, where was it you and I were swimming? Oh, I guess it was the outdoor pool at your club. And I was thinking, this feels longer than 25 yards. And you're like, no, 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 it's 25 yards. And somebody was like, no, it's 25 meters. I'm like, yes. yes. Oh, thank yes. <laughs> well, I was basing it off of my, you know, my quote unquote splits, which are, you know, not race splits by any, any sense, but just like, I know how long it takes me to swim a hundred more or less uh-huh. in the 25 meter pool at a rec center. And I was a lot faster. So I just thought it was yards, but maybe it was just going down to sea level and swimming outside in this, I say how lovely this pool is. It is just, it is, you know, beautiful, like kind of um, stone tile bottoms. <gasps> 
um, mm. and just, and it's heated. And so even on the colder days, there was a couple of like, it was a little cooler in the morning and um, you could get in. Getting out is a little bit of a, you know, hot, cold therapy situation, um, but, uh, but it was fun. It was, it, and then I, um, I read a book. I read this, um, it's called The Monsters at Templeton by Lauren Groff, which is- uh-huh. Oh, you uh, love Lauren Groff. Uh-huh. Oh, she's just- We tried to have her on the podcast. Hint. I know, we tried. Lauren Groff, um, yes. She's a runner, um, and she has a running, the, the running buds are in this book. It's a group of like five runners who um, have been running- it's it's um, modeled off of Cooperstown. She grew up in Cooperstown, Templeton, oh, New York. Uh-huh. Yeah, and um, and her dad was part of this running group. So it so that was going through the book. But it's the kind of book where you really have to concentrate. Like it is not a beach read. It is not like she's trying to figure out all this ancestry and different generations and who married who and and it was um, you really have to concentrate. So it was the perfect place to do that. Um, I took some writing classes from Erica Jong. Have oh, you heard of her? No, you, you did not. Of course I've heard of Erica oh, Jong. Okay, well, some people haven't. If you're applying, yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. There. Yeah, yeah. So she was there, and she taught. Um, she did a, the keynote speech on um, Sunday night, or the keynote program. A speech is a little... Um, Formal. Clinical. Um, oh. and, then, um, and then she had three days of... Um, uh, 45 minute classes on how to write your life story, which was kind of a mix of her life story and helping, helping, um, her students. And that was really fun. Wow. Oh my goodness. It's, I mean, it's, I sort of feel like you saw like Gloria Steinem and Helen Gurley Brown, like kind of mixed into one with well, it. Exactly. Exactly. It is definitely, she's definitely a character. Uh-huh. And, um, and of and, an era. Uh-huh. what's that? Of an era. Oh, definitely of an era. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and you know, it's, and that's, that's what's so great about the ranch. Oh, and the other thing that I did, um, and then we'll talk a little bit about what I planned because I also had some meetings, um, but I can't wait to finish it, Sarah. It's a five by seven yarn painting. Have you ever heard of yarn painting? I have not, and I live in Portland. So well, I mean, it's new. Well, it's 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 it might be. It's not special to the ranch, but they have a like a, a an artisan res, residence who does all their artwork down there, and it's just this amazing. Um, basically, you, it sounds like you're painting on yarn, and you're not. You use like it's kind of like needlepoint yarn, but a little bit thinner. Um, and you basically like weave a story. He gets. Um, sap and beeswax he like harvests it and Mm -hmm. puts it on a board and so you you basically like poke the the yarn into the board with your finger or you know a blunt object um and uh and that was just it was just all fun it's all just like a plant chance to try new things and i have this cute little bunny now that i've got to finish i will finish this i'm so bad at finishing art projects but this will be when i finish (laughs) um And yeah, and so then the other thing, and then I'll stop talking for a minute, um, but uh, I got us set up for our February retreat, and they are yes. super, super excited for us. And everybody that I told about it, I might even have some people coming, like sending their nieces and stuff. I've, I, I passed out my email address to plenty of places. Nice. Um, and um, yeah, we've got five spots left right now. And so we, mm-hmm. we have um, spot, basically what we're going to do is have a little taste of AMR every day slash running. But then we also want to give you enough time to experience everything that they have at the ranch, which is so plentiful that you just can't even imagine. So um, so we're going to have a special, um, well, special run with Dean Karnazes, a running clinic. 
um, with him as well. Um, We're going to have a special yoga for runners class. We are going to have our very own, Sarah, I have not even told you this. I know we haven't talked since you got back. I know. I'm learning. Our very own striptease class with Manuel, who is like the most hilarious teacher. Nice. Um, and awesome. And it's a fun, and I know people are going to be like, ah, like probably if they're Midwest and modest, they're like, oh, not for me. No, it is for you. You don't remove your clothes. And it is just so fun. Um, I didn't go on, I've been before my, my mom and sisters went, um, this year I was out on the, um, it coincided with the hike, the longest hike of the, um, week. And so I was out on that instead. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so it's really, really fun. And, um, you do a little choreographed dance and oh, um, I love it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like you could not be worse at it than I am. So everybody, <laughs> if you're coming and you are worried about this, it's of course optional, but also just know that it's all about what you just did, Sarah, which is laughing and having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Ellie's going to be there. Ellie's going to be there. So we're going to do some stuff with her. We're going to have a wine tasting. We're going to mm-hmm. have, um, some celebratory dinners. Um, I mean, the food, you just can't, you just can't imagine. Um, it is just, it's so exciting. So yeah, so it's February 2nd to the 8th. Um, and no, second, go to the, to, second to the 6th. Oh, second to the 6th. Excuse yes. me. Yes, you're um, adding up two and six and came up with eight. Yes, it's- Oh, okay, February. that's how that happened. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a Saturday to a Wednesday. And um, it will be- honestly, one of the best experiences you've ever had. And I, and I don't I, say that lightly. I can't wait for it. I just, th- and I mean, I can just feel the sun on my, on my skin, like at that yes. time of year. Oh my goodness. Coming down from Portland, it's going to be, you know, I, I, it's, it's going to be so bright and lovely and oh my goodness. And the hammocks are calling my names and it's just, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. Yep. Yeah. So they can sign up at, um, they can go to anothermotherrunner.com and look under retreats and you can find the information there. So yes. Yeah. Yep. So again, just five spots left and um, yes. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so I'm all fired up to, to exercise some more. <laughs> <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I, sh- I think we should jump into the questions. Um, Sounds good. Yes. So this first one comes from Tammy in Eden, Ohio. Hi, my name's Tammy. I'm a mother runner from Eden, Ohio, and I have two children, age seven and almost two. And my question is, how do you start to plan your race calendar for the next year? I can't be the only one right now looking at 2019 races, especially because things like the Chicago Marathon are going to start having the lottery to enter for next year. And it seems ridiculously early to some people, but I like to plan ahead and have big goals. Uh, my specific goal is to run the Dopey Challenge in Disney World in January of 2020. So that means pretty much all of night. 2019, I want to be preparing for that. So I'm thinking a spring half marathon for sure, but in the fall, I'm not sure what to do. Would you run a full marathon like Chicago in preparation for a big challenge like Dopey, or would you take it easy between the spring and just train for Dopey when that time comes? As you know, it's not a race you do for time. It's a race you do just to finish. So I don't know if throwing another full marathon in there is the smartest thing or not. So thank you for your time. Look forward to hearing your answer and appreciate all you do. Bye. All right. Well, I have to first say that uh, one of the reasons I included this question, Dimity, is that 
Coach Amanda and I are doing a podcast on this very topic about planning your race calendar. And I think it's going to air on November 30th. So that's a little plug for that. Nice. Yes. But what's your thinking on, uh, my thinking on this was, man, don't do two marathons in, you know, don't do two marathons as you're staring down the dopey challenge. Well, so she's talking about doing a half marathon in the spring um, and then a marathon, maybe like a fall marathon in Chicago. And I agree. I think that's, well, there's a couple things that I would say. Um, first of all, I would um, kind of know your race rhythms and how you feel after a big race. Mm-hmm. I know like, you know, after marathons, after a half Ironman, after Ironman, after anything that I've trained for, for, you know, more than three or four months, I don't want to train anymore. I don't want to train, you know, on a schedule. So if Tammy, if that is your, if that's the direction that you kind of head after a race, then mm-hmm. I would say obviously not because you got it really dopey is the focus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's because, one. So, I mean, Dim, let's, let's stop for a second. How long do people typically train for dopey challenge? I mean, I would imagine that's like far, at least as long as a marathon training. Oh, for sure. I would say, you know, five months, um, maybe six, you know, depending upon where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but I think five months is probably, you know, 20, 20 or so weeks, maybe a little bit longer Mm -hmm. um, is, is is, um, significant enough um, is substantial enough. I guess that's the word I was looking for. Not significant, (laughs) Um, substantial, but that's, that's a long time. Right. Um, And and it's a lot of time on your feet. And that's really what dopey is about is, you know, getting up and doing it again and doing it again and doing it again. So, um, so that's really how you train. Um, And so that is, but you know, if, if throwing in, you know, I don't think doing a fall race is a bad idea. I think doing a fall marathon is ambitious. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would say maybe throw in some 10 Ks or, you know, maybe a half marathon in October to kind of get tied you over. It's, it's in early January. So that's really not that long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say race your last race, you know, anything, anything over, uh, you know, 13.1 miles should be done by mid October, just so you can kind of really focus on what you need to get done, which is your long runs and not, compromise um your recovery time or put yourself you know in um potential for injury that kind of exactly. thing exactly yeah yeah well, i mean because that's the thing because it, you know there's so much planning orchestrating of travel all that stuff so you you know you've got all that in place and then you don't want to take a risk of of doing that full marathon and opening yourself up to injuries i mean i would think tammy if if you haven't yet signed up for the spring half marathon like if you were intent on doing a marathon in 2019 i would suggest doing flipping it on its head and doing a spring marathon and then doing a half in the fall. Yeah. But again, I think you really need to kind of really figure out what your, what your goal is Mm -hmm. and really how much time you need to kind of chill out after a long recovery period or after a long training period and Mm -hmm. also resources, like you just said, I mean, it's a huge time suck. It's also a huge money suck, you know? And so, um, so making sure that, whatever your goal is, if, if, if dopey is your goal, then that's your a thing. That's where everything goes towards. And then you work backwards from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Particularly because dopey is so early in the new year. So Mm -hmm. to sort of, uh, I would almost think of it as a 2019 endeavor, just, it's it's only what, two weeks maybe into the new year. So yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Casper, a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience 
one night at a time. Casper's mattresses are designed by humans for humans. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep experience with, say it with me, just the right sink and just the right bounce. And they're not just a mattress company. Casper offers a wide array of products to ensure an overall better sleep experience. Now that it's winter, it can be tough to get the temperature of your bedroom comfortable. Casper to the rescue. The brand's breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature through the night. Even when I'm sandwiched by my blast furnace husband and our French bulldog, our Casper mattress keeps me from sweating through my PJs. Buying the Casper is easy. Order online, it's delivered to your door in a compact box, and there's free shipping and free returns to the US and Canada. And there's a risk-free 100-day trial. Considering we spend one-third of our lives on a mattress, it's so important to truly sleep on a mattress before committing. That's why Casper gives you 100 nights to try it out. Now is the perfect time to give Casper a try yourself or to gift Casper to someone you care about. For a Black Friday or Cyber Monday deal, head over to casper.com savings to save 10% off your entire order with any Casper mattress for a limited time only. This offer expires November 27th. Terms and conditions apply. That's a Black Friday or Cyber Monday deal of 10% off your entire order with any Casper mattress by going to casper.com savings for a limited time only. Offer expires November 27th. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks to Spenko for its longtime support of Another Mother Runner. Spenko Total Support Original Insoles let you love your feet. Spenko Premium Insoles offer increased shock absorption and advanced support for your arch and heel. By swapping out the generic removable insoles in your running shoes for a pair of Spenko insoles, you can enjoy improved motion control. Spenko's three-pod cushioning system absorbs shock while preventing overpronation. I credit Spenko insoles with helping me resume running after my recent bout of dreaded plantar fasciitis. My heel feels cradled and protected from the pounding of putting in miles on pavement. The insoles custom EVA layer conformed with normal wear to match the contours of my insanely high arched foot. Spenko stands behind its products, offering a one-year unconditional guarantee. For more details and to shop Spenko insoles, go to spenko.com. That's S-P-E-N-C-O.com. Spenko.com. So, all right, well, this question comes from Sandy in Nashville. Hi, my name is Sandy, and I'm calling from Nashville, Tennessee. I have a question. I am trying to incorporate training for a half marathon and possibly a full marathon while also continuing my Orange Theory workouts at least three times a week. I know that Maggie has done some or quite a bit of Orange Theory from what I've heard on the show, and I would just be interested if there is a training plan that would incorporate Orange Theory with running. I hate to lose the strength that I've gained from Orange Theory while training for a half marathon. Thank you so much, and look forward to hearing the answer. Bye-bye. Orange Theory. Dimity, do you still do Orange Theory? OTF, you mean? Oh, yes, cool kids call it. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I have not been to OTF in a very long time. I mean, probably the issue with those is that you have to either like be on the membership or be off. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard to buy. It's not hard to buy one-off classes, but it becomes pricey. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I have not been in a while. Yeah, I know. I mean, Maggie is devoted to it, and mm-hmm. you know, for people who don't know, 
and you can explain it better than I can because I've only been to that one class with you, but that it, it involves, it's basically like intervals with on a treadmill or a water rower and then strength moves thrown in. So you're kind of going from the treadmill or the water rower to the strength area and then back again, back again, back again. Mm-hmm. And so it involves running. So you do get it, right unless you opt just to do the water rower as the cardio um burst yeah i mean it definitely involves running i mean so the hard part that that orange theory presents is two things one is that the workouts are not the workouts that you are have necessarily in a training plan if you're following a training plan for a half right. marathon or a full marathon so right that's one and, thing and it's outside of your control right you yes th- you yeah. don't know what the workout is until you get mm-hmm. there at least that's when i was there that's that's how it was mm-hmm. um the second thing is that um they are intense workouts like the whole thing is that you get your heart rate up into the orange zone which is super high um mm-hmm. and so for races that require um endurance like the mm-hmm. marathon and the half marathon it's it is not necessarily always beneficial to have a really mm-hmm. hard workout especially um, again, based on your schedule, like if you go do a really, if you go do orange theory, theory on Friday and you run long on Saturday, that mm-hmm. could potentially set you up for, um, injury or burnout. So, um, so I don't think that there's, there's nothing inherently wrong with it, but you really have to be super conscientious about where you slot it in. And so if I were looking at a training schedule, um, I would say slot it in on the days that you have a hard workout and then you don't do that hard workout. So you either pick one mm-hmm. or the other, but you don't um, do both and not don't do it before a long run. Um, don't do it on a rest day. Mm-hmm. Um, those would be my, that would be my prescription for that. Yeah. You know, that is the trouble with, with doing multiple classes a week is how to fit them in and how to make them jive with everything, particularly something like orange theory that's outside of your control. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes think about that when I've, the few times I've toyed with doing CrossFit, I'm like, oh, but oh, is that kind of like totally blow my legs out before a long run and sure all that type of stuff. Yeah, no, you definitely have to weigh that. And especially as you, um, if you're headed towards a goal, right? If it's a first time mm-hmm. marathon or a PR in the half marathon or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I mean, the other thing you could do, and this is harder, but I mean, you can go to Orange Theory and do your own workout, right? Which mm-hmm. means like you're going to either stay on steady state on the treadmill or you're going to, you know, maybe you have one minute intervals. It, it's hard to do though. I mean, it's hard it from just a logistic standpoint and then also just from a peer pressure standpoint. Everyone's oh. like, what are you doing? Why aren't you doing what we're doing? You know, so, um, so I think that, I mean, the other thing that Sandy is um, concerned about is losing the strength from Orange Theory. Um, mm-hmm. And you don't have to lose, <laughs> first of all, you don't have to lose the strength if you stop going to Orange Theory. You can definitely strength train on your own. And that is, I mean, I would say almost more beneficial because you're going to be um, doing exactly what you need for your races um, and your training. Um, but but you have to do it. And that's the hard part is you have to commit to it and motivate and, um, mm-hmm. you know, and if yeah. someone's telling you what to do and you have all the equipment there and it's like, good kind of fun and you got the momentum. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, oh, it's a juggling act for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a question from Bertina in Melrose, Wisconsin. Hi, Sarah and Dimity. My name is Bertina. I'm calling from Melrose, Wisconsin. I'm the mother runner of four kids age 15 to 21. Um, I guess my question today is about hiring a coach. Um, I'm a solid back-of-the-pack runner, um, and I'm okay with that. But the last couple of events that I have trained myself for, 
I've got to the starting line. I finished. I haven't felt great at the end. I haven't, I've gone in feeling a little bit undertrained, maybe, um, maybe haven't enjoyed myself, um, as much as I could have. Certainly don't feel like I have put forth my best effort. Um, so my question is, is it okay for just an average everyday mom who runs, you know, on the weekends to hire a coach? Um, I'm not training for Ironman. I'm not going to qualify for Boston. I just feel like I need the accountability and maybe the kick in the pants that a coach would give me. I don't know. What do you guys think? Thanks. Bye. So a coach is such a lovely thing and coaches like coaching anybody from elites down to what Bertina, you know, describes herself as a solid back of the pack runner. Mm -hmm. Um, That is, you know, and a good coach can guide any of those people, right? Can guide from A to Z and everybody in between. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you are not disqualified from having a coach by your pace or your fitness level or your um, previous athletic history or anything like that. That is, um, that's kind of old school thinking. And I think that it's super helpful to kind of try to update your map a little bit because the reality is, is it is actually a lot of fun to um, help. Like Bertina can really gain a lot from following a very structured training plan and having a coach to ask questions of and, um, and, you know, having guidance, right. And not just having to motivate on her own. Yeah. Having that accountability. And also, I mean, someone like Bertina who describes herself, like you said, as the back of the pack runner can make such amazing gains. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Somebody who's faster, who's like just looking to shave a couple minutes off, you know, that's a, um, you know, a element of degrees, but you know, Bertina could be cutting, you know, half an hour off or PR, you know, anything like that. Absolutely. So so that's always very exciting. Yeah. Uh, But, but it it can be pricey to have a coach and yes, particularly within a family budget. So, so Dim, I think you might know something that's, it's kind of like having a coach yet more affordable and (laughs) (laughs) no idea what you're talking about. Um, Yes, no, absolutely. Um, So the Train Like a Mother Club, if you haven't heard of it, is what we try to do is take the best of both worlds, which is, I think, um, having teammates and and having, you know, that's that's one thing when you think of a coach is you're like, oh, I'm on a team. And Mm -hmm. so you have teammates who share your same values and have similar goals. um, And then you have, obviously, the coach and someone who's guiding you. And so Train Like a Mother Club brings those together. Um, You do not get one-on-one coaching, but you also don't pay for one-on-one coaching and mm-hmm. one-on-one coaching is I mean I would say it's anywhere I think a low end is a hundred dollars a month and it can definitely go a lot higher than that mm-hmm. um, and so if you want to try out having some accountability um, is, is a train like a mother club is a great place to try it because you're going to get um, like we said you're going to get a coach that's guiding you you have access to them um, some have office hours um, so you can call them and talk to them one-on-one um, others have um we have asked the coach in Facebook every night, every week, I'm sorry, not every night, mm-hmm. um, every week. So you can type up your question and, and that person will get back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also have training peaks, which is um, I think half the battle of accountability. And that's what a coach um, is that training peaks sends you an email every day with your workout. Um, mm-hmm. It also has a workout for the following day as well. And then you can go in and fill it in. This is all a free app for, for those 
like the one I'm talking right. about right now is it's its most basic level, which is free. So, you know, you can go in and download your GPS and it'll say, I ran four miles at this pace and you can go in and put notes about how you felt and you turn all your boxes green when you do a workout <laughs> and that, everybody loves that. So, you know, so if you want some accountability as far as teammates and a, a, um, a nice solid hand on your shoulder, the train like a mother club is a great place to start. If you have you know, um, the means or you want some extra special attention, I think, um, you know, hiring a private coach is not a, not a bad um, idea either. It's important that you find the right fit and that yes. is going to take some time and that's going to take some interviewing um, and talking to them, you know, either in person or on the phone for 20, mm -hmm. at least 20 minutes, having them really ask about you, you know, you giving them a very honest assessment of where you are, what your goals are um, and how much time you have a week um, mm -hmm. and, and, and making sure that you, you jive with each other. I was gonna say, you, having, having a good rapport with the coach is just so critical because yeah. you, you want them to know where you're coming from and you want them to know that you are a mother runner with kids ages 15 to 21 and what your goals are and you know, that, that, that it's a big deal for you and you want them to understand that yet, you know, to understand all the other limitations on your time. Exactly. So, so yeah, so that's a lot to digest, obviously, uh, Bertina, but I think it's, I think that there's some good food for thought there. And I think honestly, having accountability is, is half the battle and mm -hmm. also having somebody tell you what to do. That mm -hmm. is also so helpful. And, um, and having that schedule just laid out in front of you with that, that when you combine that with accountability, it's, it's a nice recipe for feeling pretty prepared when you stand up, step, mm -hmm. step up to the starting line. Exactly. And feeling very supported. Yeah. Yeah. So this final question comes from Allison, north of the border in London, Ontario, Canada. Hi, I'm Allison from London, Ontario, Canada. I'm the mother runners with three kids. My question is simple. It's just about laundry. Um, I'm just wondering how you store sweaty, wet workout clothes between washes um, to prevent that, that sweaty stink, that point of no return funk. Um, I'm just wondering if you soak it in Sweatex between your laundry days or if you leave it at the bottom of the laundry hamper to rot. I'm just wondering what, what everyone does. Um, and another question would be, how often do you wash your shell or your outer running jacket? Um, and do you kind of use the same Sweatex product that you advertise? Um, yeah, pretty simple question, but hopefully you can get some ideas. Um, thanks for doing the podcast. Love it. Talk to you soon. Bye. So, Dim, you just got back from Rancho La Puerta. I assume you have quite a lot of dirty laundry. Uh, it's still, it is, it is not. I'm soaking in sweatax. I can tell you right that now. It's at the bottom of my, actually, all in a Target bag still, you know, that I bundled up and put at the bottom of my suitcase that it's not been unpacked yet. So, um, I might do, I, I rarely soak in sweatax. I've soaked um, my kids' gear. In oh, uh -huh, you know, okay. um, knee pads, Amelia's knee pads from volleyball. Mm -hmm. Holy mother. I mean, <laughs> that, that smell with her. And then they, she wears, um, you know, ankle braces, um, to help, oh. you know, because she jumps so much and, mm -hmm. um, to help her not roll her ankles, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And, um, the two of those combined, I mean, the car, it can be like 15 degrees outside and I will be rolling those Pacifica <laughs> windows down. I'm telling you, like for those first 10 minutes, I'm just like, Oh my God. So I will soak those and that helps quite a bit. But for my own clothes, I usually just wash them, um, just as a regular wash as they, uh, prescribe. What about yes. you? 
Yeah. So we do not have a hamper. We have a laundry chute. So it just, um, so at least it gets some air down at the bottom there when it hits. Um, so no, I have, I do not soak. I don't like pre-treat stains or anything like that. <laughs> I know, I know there are people and, and I don't even have a true laundry day. Do you have a laundry day, Dim? <sighs> no. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget who I was talking to recently, and she was saying how much she just instigated having a laundry day, and how much she liked doing that. And um, hats off, because I, I just am not that um, disciplined of a person to have that type of thing. Um, so, but yeah, so it just stays down there. And when I see that there's, oh, look, there's three pairs of capris, a couple bras and some tank tops and maybe a long sleeve shirt or two, you know, okay, it's laundry time to do my laundry. I am now that I started using Sweatex though, I do separate out my workout clothes and I'm very studious about that. And I let Jack know that he's, you know, he should separate them out and I commend him. He has been trained very well and he you know knows then to hang my laundry because man any uh, that is the if you you know wash it with some special detergent and then put it in the dryer like pretty much every effect that you've gotten from using the special detergent is just killed by putting it in the dryer well and it can also possibly shrink which is my biggest like (laughs) oh no don't take any centimeters off (laughs) yes you need all the length you can get yes yes Um, it is that is i have to say that is the biggest pain about laundry about being a mother runner is hanging that stuff out and that's probably why i haven't washed my vacation clothes yet because it was just all like you know in move done yeah like, uh-huh. yeah yeah so it takes a little it takes a little diligence um yeah. the other thing that she asked about is her outer running jacket yeah um and you know i am more so a couple things you need to i mean it used to be probably this is probably dating ourselves but you know 10 years ago you really had to be careful about running jackets um mm-hmm. or like outdoor jackets washing them because you know some had like special treatments and treatments yeah screw up the treatment and stuff so i would guess i would really read the label first about mm-hmm washing that. Um, and then if it seems like it seems okay, then I think it's fine to wash in sweat X. It's just that if it's like got some water resistance going or, you know, some kind right. of special reflective thing, I mean, who knows, but it just, you just don't want to mess up the jacket. And I also wouldn't, I mean, a running jacket typically is a pretty pricey item, you know? And so then, and I don't know the whole like nanoparticles and, you know, stuff like that. And so I, um, call me gross, but I err on the side of um, washing things too infrequently, uh, rather than gross. Yeah. So I know, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, I wore my, you know, I wore my jeans once doom. They're right down the laundry chute or whatever. And I just, um, no, you don't do that with jeans. You don't, you don't want to wash jeans that often, <laughs> but, but I just think things get washed too, too often. Yes. And yes. so it wears them out sooner. And so, um, I mean like, so I have a couple, I, I don't wear running jackets. Um, but I do have a fair number of running vests and I, gosh, they can go quite a while without getting washed because mm-hmm. um, they're not up against your body and they don't get, so they don't get as wet from sweat. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, when they get a little grimy around the neck, that's when I wash them. That's sure. I'm yeah. I'm just going to admit that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I, mine is similar. I mean, for the running jacket, I, I tend not to wear them very much unless it's super cold outside, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then it's gotta be three or four layers to sweat through to get to it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. So, um, cause that's usually the, the layer. Yeah. I, I would rather just go out in a long sleeve and like a wool underneath or something. So I don't wash mine as much either, but yeah, I think it's the biggest thing is, I mean, I'm sure sweat X would be fine on it. I would just be careful, um, read the label closely and then wash your heart's content. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, Dim, let's share this number for people who want to call with their questions. Um, it's 470-BADASS-1. Again, that's uh, 470-BADASS-1 number one, or 223-2771. And I got to say, so we're in the middle of stride into the holidays right now. Mm-hmm. And um, we do a little bammer bingo. And um, so you have to uh, cross off the squares. And one of the squares this year is calling in a question to AMR answer. Stop so again, it. A whole I love bunch it. On one day, <laughs> it's going to be a flood and we got to, we got to answer them. So the other thing. <laughs> oh, I love that, Timothy. That is so you to do that. Someone suggested actually, I crowdsourced oh. a couple of the Bammer bingo squares because I, uh, I was hitting, I was hitting a, ro- a roadblock. <laughs> oh, that's creative awesome. wall. So I went on the page and I was like, what do you guys want to see? And they had some really great suggestions. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. it. So yeah. So when you call in that 470 number, please leave your first name and where you're calling from. Keep your message to 90 seconds or less. I will admit that I oftentimes search for shorter questions just for time time's sake and um uh speaking of podcasts um please subscribe to our show so that the episodes automatically download it really helps bolster our numbers and we greatly appreciate it and i guess have your settings so that the shows you're subscribed to automatically download um keep keep the questions coming whether it's for bingo or not we're here with answers (laughs) (laughs) oh 22 anybody oh 22 (laughs) 